What was the team last year in the <clears throat> NBA that – oh, the Washington – okay, the Utah Jazz or this year's Washington Wizards? Oh, it started off hot and then just going to die, die off real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You can see it's what a, they're doing too. Like they're playing Clarkson and Conley a ton of minutes right now. They're trying to get their trade value up. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's working. <laughs> yeah, man. Everyone thinks uh, Mike Conley's like his second or third win. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Hoops Corner. I'm your host, Peter Tren. And on the line, Iceman himself, permanently in the dog pound. Josh Cohen, how you doing? Uh, feeling pretty rough right now, but, uh, you know, like a lot of teams right now, I'm just going to battle through it, and uh, right now I'm day-to-day, but I am playing tonight. Oh, you are, are you actually playing tonight? Cause be way no, no, I meant playing in terms of podcasting in this case. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. Our, mes- our residential medical expert, the banger in the paint. No, I'm, I gotta change your name, man. You're not really a banger in the paint. Roshan Walia, how you feeling? You know what? I'm I'm barely a resident medical expert. I'm more just like a resident, maybe an amateur resident. That's probably more accurate. But uh, I'll you know take what? that. <laughs> Keep me out of the paint. You know what? Put me on the three point line, and uh, I'll chuck up a few air balls like the king of the NBA. Apparently. Oh, are you gonna wave everybody off while you do it too? You gotta tell everybody yeah. it's all good. You know, everybody just go go out that way. I got this. Logo three. Yeah, like exactly. Four feet short. My God. <laughs> <laughs> it was online, though. So if he oh, had yeah. stepped up to the three line, it would have been perfect, right? I think. Is that how, I, we, I, is that how it works for LeBron? We just uh, cover all his tracks and pretend like he's still the greatest thing ever? I think he was trying to do his best Russell Westbrook imitation right there. <laughs> oh, see? Man. You just did it. You just covered for LeBron. Can we talk about that game for a second? <laughs> that game was something else. I've never seen a team just literally let every single player on the court shoot threes and just ignore them. They did like the hand uh, wave off every single time. Like Anthony Davis or Westbrook, even Beverly took a shot. Like Nurkic did it like five times that game. He was like, ah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did you see Nurkic when AD was in the corner? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the last backboard, the man. last play of Westbrook when he Get pulled up for the two for one, like <laughs> Nurkic just turned around. He's like, "Go ahead." <laughs> Yo, he knows, man. He did the scheduling report. Can you blame the guy? It's amazing how they're just leaving an NBA player wide open from fifteen feet with the game on the line. That's <laughs> okay. such disrespect. Who is a worse NBA three shooting team though? This version of the LA Lakers, yes. so twenty twenty two, twenty three. It doesn't matter. You're gonna say or. <laughs> The trust of process 76ers with Henry Sims. I mean, they had Covington. They had Stauskas. Who else? They, they had some dudes. <laughs> Yo, Stauskas didn't play. Don't pretend like that was a thing. He played a little but bit. But they had him. Yeah, exactly. They had they had, him, you forgot the, the best like player, Josh. Tony Roten. Uh, I was going to say Murder him, but then I was Roten, like, he doesn't remember? actually shoot at all. So he just goes to the bucket. Yeah, whatever. He still shot better than everyone on the Lakers combined. This is true. So do we. It's not just a it's not just a Russell Westbrook thing, it's a whole team thing, man. Just just remember that. It's pretty scary. They all suck at shooting. I think they even the white guys aren't shooting. What the hell? Yeah, I think they started twenty one for a hundred on the season so far. <laughs> like what is that? How does that happen? 
that open threes. That's the key. Open threes. Yeah, like you have LeBron and AD <laughs> on your team getting you wide open looks. And the team's not even like what Portland did was so disrespectful. Like most of the time, you're going to allow guys like that to shoot because you're helping off, right? But they were just like, go ahead. 15 on the clock. Go ahead and take it. We don't care. <laughs> I could just imagine what do you do for practice? Like guys, like we're going to what practice shooting and then there's just going to be bricks and then their confidence is go down. Like you can't get better looks than they were getting. Like that's just, that's just players not making shots. Yeah. This is a scenario where Darvin Ham makes them run up and down the stands for like an hour to come back <laughs> and shoot again until they get it right. And they're just never going to leave the gym. <laughs> 21.2% from the three. That's that's wonderful. That's something. I love it. Yeah, I, I like it. Okay, so we're about a week into the season right now, and obviously this is the time for overreactions. You know, I want to hear your hottest take about the Utah Jazz apparently going 82-0, and 0, how Laurie Markkinen is, like, the best player in the world now. He's he's overtaking Giannis. He's overtaking Nikola Jokic. You know, give me give me something good, Raj. Give me, give me your craziest... Okay, maybe not the the craziest, but give me a nice overreaction in the first week. So, so wait, are we going with an overreaction that is so off base that it's unbelievable, or are we going with an overreaction that hey, some people may actually, or some fan bases may actually think this? Whatever your heart desires, my friend. Okay, I am gonna go with the 76ers are not gonna make the playoffs. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love it, but go ahead. <laughs> like, hey, we already have. Let, let's just start off here. We have the 76ers, who, with obviously, they played some tough teams early on. They played the Bucks and the Celtics, not two easy games to start the season, but they lost to the Spurs. There's already kind of reports coming out that Joel Embiid has plantar fasciitis. He's been battling this over the summer. Um, they're going to try to manage his minutes. They don't really have the greatest depth. Um, and James Harden, obviously, he may be a good stats, bad team kind of guy now. Um, and if Embiid doesn't play enough games, uh, I could see them really struggling with more athletic teams, teams that run. Um, and if the refs are kind of getting fed up, which they haven't yet. But you know what? The 76ers are 0-3. They obviously are beating up on the lowly Indiana Pacers as we speak. But, hey, like, if you really want to talk about overreaction – uh, they will not make the playoffs. You know what? I like it, but uh, I don't know. It's, the regular season is a long, you know, 82-game run, and I just can't see it happening. But I can see them moving down the standings for sure because when you watch them play, they're just as slow as they were last year. That's the biggest problem that they have. And come playoff time, they might actually match up better um, versus a lot of these teams because it becomes a grind at that point where you can use all these they're thick dudes, right? Like, they're big guys on the perimeter. So they can body a lot of these teams and get away with it in the playoffs. But in the regular season, there's a lot of run and gun. There's a lot of teams playing super fast, which is what San Antonio did against them. And uh, they're going to struggle against certain teams that can use the pace and space type of game against them because, like you said, like right now Joel Embiid looks like he's playing in mud. Even I was watching the first quarter of today's game, and he's letting guys like uh, Isaiah Jackson blow by him. And, uh, you know, Buddy healed. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> Something's weird in that in that situation. Yeah, And and you got to add on to the fact that Doc Rivers is not maybe the best coach to 
to really make those adjustments, to get the best out of his players. He's kind of like, I'm going to play my top guys and see where it goes. Well, if your top guy's injured, your other top guys at the strip club, like, um, are you really going to have a productive season? And obviously I'm overreacting here, but hey, you know what? It's the segment here. So 76ers, 0-3, they may end up with like 35, 40 wins oh if Embiid gets really, if he gets injured and it's possible, right? No, like, relax, relax. You're going to call the 76ers like a, a 500, a sub 500 team if he gets hurt? No hey, I'm not. Put, I'm not putting any money on it, but... It, it, it's the, the name of the segment, so this is my overreaction. I mean, I could see it if James Harden continues to think he's James Harden from the Houston Rockets, but has, you know, no explosiveness and uh, no ability to do anything else except shoot threes, because that's pretty much what's happening right now. This team is very strange. I, at one point, do you think Doc has to just say, like, hey, we got to let Maxi handle the rock a bit more, because... James Harden dribbling, like, without exaggeration, 500 times in one game is, you know, probably not the best idea for a team that needs to spread the rock and work through their, like, last year's second or uh, first runner-up to MVP. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, you think you'd have to change your strategy just a bit if you're Doc. Maybe save your job. Yeah, you definitely have to mix it up a little bit for sure. But at the same time, they've given up 126 and 114 points. 114 points against the Spurs, and the Bucks game was obviously close. It was 90-88. Um, but even in that game, they just didn't look good, um, on defense especially. The Bucks were just missing shots. And their bench, like, they were lauded in the uh, in the offseason for, you know, bringing in a bunch of guys that can fit around Harden. But maybe at this point, you can say that, I mean, you can't say at this point maybe, but in the future maybe, you can say that Harden and Embiid as a pairing just doesn't, fit well you got a post-up guy and then you got a guy that wants to run pick and roll and iso and and be starting to pout a little bit when he doesn't get the ball yeah i think that's also an issue like uh i think harden's most effective with the ball and not as effective without the ball and same can be said about Embiid. and uh, obviously when you have two stars most of them want the ball but you need to have some productivity without the ball and i think you have question marks about them from that respect but what, like, okay, I guess the whole idea now is to figure out how to make them work, right? Because you already, they gave James Harden an extension during the summer. And Embiid's obviously going to be there long term, unless this is a Daryl Morey scheme to get rid of Embiid somehow and just, you know, build the Philadelphia Rockets over here. Jesus. Philadelphia no, no. Rockets. <laughs> I, I, I have no love for that theory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that happens, then you should just fire him immediately because that's not the guy to trade in that scenario. Yeah. He's on the wrong side of 30, and he's not consistently... Well, he's consistently performed well stats-wise, but not in the clutch. Not even in the clutch, but even during the games. Like, if you watch James Harden now, he's he's barely getting to the rim. Like, Remember when James Harden would just like zip by people and be at the rim pretty quickly? Now it's like, you know six seven eight dribbles and then uh, a shitty pull-up from three or like oddly enough of um, like a mid-range pull-up for James Harden which just doesn't sound right when you really think about it uh yeah this Philly team is all sorts of trash man they they really gotta figure something out and okay over under Doc Rivers uh still Philadelphia 76ers coached by Christmas I mean yeah I <laughs> 
They're not going to get under. rid of Doc. Oh, he's going to be the coach. So? Over. Over. He's going to be the coach. I'll take the under. I mean, if they lose tonight, he might be gone. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Give me, give me that sauce, man. Mike D'Antoni is just waiting there in the wings. <laughs> sitting by his phone, ready, ready to pick up, man. Couldn't you see that? Mike D'Antoni coaching James Harden and Joel Embiid? That'd be pretty funny. He would uh, waste Joel Embiid just like he wasted Amari in New York. I really don't want it. I actually like, I mean, this may be a hot take now, but I actually like Joel Embiid still. I know a lot of people don't, but I'm still a fan of his game, and it's hard to see um, him have to play with James Harden because James Harden's a loser. Do you just dislike James Harden so much that you just automatically like any star that he's paired against that makes him look worse? I think I would, actually. Yeah. I might even like LeBron you've if never that talked, You've never talked about Joel Embiid in such a favorable manner before. This is some shit. Yeah, I mean, I never really hated on Joel, but, uh, you know, he's always facing the Raptors in the playoffs, so, you know, I gotta talk my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the real loyalty. It always goes back to the Raptors, Of course, huh? of course. <laughs> oh, man, what an overreaction by Raj. Definitely not making the playoffs. I like it. I like the hot take. I don't see it happening, but that's a, that's a good hot take. Josh, uh, what do you have for your overreaction here? Mine is sort of similar, actually, um, which Jesus is going to be disappointing now because, you know, Raj brought up another team that is expected to be a top three, four seed. And I think this team, although they're flying under the radar a little bit in terms of over-unders, they're so consistent. Um, I'm going to say that the Miami Heat are not going to make the playoffs this year. And Whoa. <sighs> They have an identity. Like, they have all the things that you need to have in the regular season to be a really good team. But they don't have a power forward. And I think eventually the injuries are just going to pile up and the and the age of their players is going to pile up. And all these random guys that are coming in from the G League are just not going to be enough at some point. Because you know Butler's going to miss at least 20 games. Kyle Lowry looks like he's washed at this point. And they haven't had any like breakout guys this year. I know it's only been three games, obviously, but they don't have a power forward. They're playing Caleb Martin a power forward, and he's one of the dirtiest players in the NBA, by the way. <laughs> oh my god, this is a rap Raptor segment. Uh... That's what you were setting up. Okay, we're doing the segment on the most like outrageous take, and you somehow throw in the Raptors. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, it man. involves the Raptors, right? Like last year, oh. what he did to Scotty Barnes on that fast break where he pushed him into the stands and Scotty went like 10 rows into the stands, almost hurt himself. And then this year going after Coloco like that, like he needs to, <laughs> Raptors need to bring in Kem Birch and just beat him the hell up. <laughs> oh my God. Man, what? Yeah. I did not expect to hear about Coloco at all in this podcast. This is yeah. throwing me way off here. <laughs> yeah, when you said Miami, I was like, okay, you chose an Eastern Conference team far away from Toronto and somehow had to tie the loop back in. Gotta match them at least once per podcast. That's my quota. Are you watching the game right it. now? I am, He's actually. probably watching. He's like, damn, Caleb Martin scored. Let's <laughs> anti-heat this. No, Caleb Martin suspended for one game because of that push or oh, wow. all over or whatever that he was. He should have been suspended for longer. That was also longer. a weird thing. Dude, he didn't even, like, he didn't even attack him. Dangerous play. He fell into him. He No, he Goldberg speared him. No, he did <laughs> He kind of did, though. He kinda. did. 
No, he didn't. And then Colombo got again, kicked man. out of the game somehow. Like, how did that happen? You get speared and then you get kicked out of the game? Yeah, don't defend yourself. <laughs> you should know better. Yeah, a... <laughs> Just take the beating. <laughs> yeah, you should have definitely. Like, what could he have done in that scenario and not get kicked out of the game? Just, like, put his arms up. Yeah, be like Jordan Poole and just get knocked in the face and just chill. <laughs> get that contract too. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like low key, the Miami Heat might have to sign him once he's uh, done with his Raptors contract, <laughs> just to make up for it. You know, it's exactly how the, the NBA works. <laughs> <laughs> this Miami Heat hate is uh, very strange to me, considering they have like what the best coach in the league. Second best coach in the league? Yeah, so I I disagree with Josh, um, mostly because they have an identity and they know how to play. They've been playing this way for a while. Yes, maybe their talent might run out. Maybe they may suffer um, some big injuries, but I still think the fact that they have an identity, they have good coaching, um, they play a style of basketball that not a lot of teams play. Like they're a, they kind of they're not a high flying team. They they try to grind out wins. They keep the games close. Um, and I think they'll have enough wins to make the playoffs. Maybe they may not make it as far as uh, the heat in the bubble, but um, I, I think they have a chance of, well, I think they have a good chance of making the playoffs. I actually think the Sixers have a bigger chance of missing out than Miami. I mean, I don't doubt that, to be honest. Uh, yeah, as, as someone who is not hating on the 76ers or heat more than the other, 76ers? Uh, not great. Josh, this Miami hate has to stop. I'm just saying. I mean, I just think they got lucky last year in the regular season anyway with their roster. Like, missing so many games from their starters and then these guys just filling in and it's just working. I just... The league is too good this year. I don't think it's going to happen this year. They're going to have to make a trade. And if they do that, then maybe... But that's but... the whole point of... That's the whole point of having that like that strong system, right? That's the point of heat culture. Next man up. Yeah, Haslam's gonna play big minutes this year. Year twenty. Yeah, he's older than LeBron. If LeBron can do it, so can UD. Yeah, he might have to. Yeah, he low key might have to. He's probably the like the only good four on the team. Because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Better, let's hear yours. I'm, I know you're gonna dying to say Detroit Pistons number one seed. <laughs> nah, man, you guys are going. You guys are staying in the East. I gotta take this out west and say the San Antonio Spurs. I'm kidding. I'm not talking about the Spurs. No. Uh, <laughs> the Sacramento Kings going zero and three. Don't worry about it. What? Oh, oh my god. Don't worry about it. Still going. I, yeah, yeah. I could take the easy road and talk about how great Utah is and blah blah blah. But, like, Utah's not going to last. Who cares? They're going <laughs> to trade Mike Conley, at, like, in a couple of weeks or a month. You know Danny Ainge has got his phone going for that. The Trailblazers being 3-0. and Whoop-de-doo, they beat the Lakers to get their third win. Oh, who cares? It's the Lakers. What else, like, what else do you want? You want me to talk about Rudy Gobert and Cat not getting along? You want me to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves running a pick-and-roll? With with Cat and Rudy Gobert to win the game? No, I'm gonna talk about the Kings. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> that the Kings have actually fared well in their three losses. What? Raj, don't shake your head at me, man. Don't don't disrespect yeah, me like that. I don't think you saw the score yesterday. What was that? 
I, I don't think you saw the score yesterday, man. The score yesterday was 130 to 125. <sighs> yeah, but... Are you serious? You're, Against the defending champions? You're, in Oracle? You're leaving or out the part Chase, where Steph Curry didn't play in the fourth quarter, and they gave up 90 points in the first half, and it was I think it was a bunch of scrubs that came in, and Golden State didn't even care at that point. They didn't bring in their starters back in. Well, they probably should have. Why? They, they won the game. The spread if they did. They would have covered the spread if they did. <laughs> Josh, they've had good leads in their first two games against the Trailblazers and the Clippers. Like, leads going into halftime. It's not like, going to be perfect to start the year. It's a young team, relatively. So, obviously, they're going to not know how to win or how to close out games. But they're being competitive in all of these games. Darren Fox is like... Dude, if you watch Darren Fox this year, he's playing out of his mind. Sabonis still can't play a lick of defense, so, you know, that's obviously an issue. But watch, Darren Fox, Keegan Murray is having, a, like, a strong, strong rookie year. Probably, like, the third best rookie in the first three games. Behind uh, Paolo and, uh, what's his name, Benedict Matherin. Yeah, I just don't... I, I, Tell I, me I, a better rookie. I just... I just, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just can't. Like, uh, like they they have some potential. It's not like their roster is horrible. They have talent. They have better coaching. But this is the Kings. Like, uh, they're pretty notorious for having horrible management. They're probably going to be, like, close to 500, getting close to the trade deadline, maybe, if they're lucky. And then they're going to make a horrible trade. That's, like, best-case scenario. New Kings, man. New Kings with new coaching. Oh, my God, the, Peter. The, the, the I, Kings' I defense is still abominable. And, you know, their offense, especially in crunch time, like, they don't have a clue still. Darren Fox can't score in crunch time. All he does is turn the ball over and shoot off the – shoot, you know, air balls off the backboard. <laughs> Yo, what, what are you talking about? You want to talk about, uh, you know, great stats, on, bad man. team dudes? Like, he's becoming one of those guys very quickly. Whoa, low – you want to hear my hottest of a hot takes? LeBron. Newest addition to the uh, good stats, bad team guy. Yeah, that's true. That? Yeah, but I, I think he's just I think I think he's just playing on a very bad team. Like I think he could play Doesn't matter. on a good team Doesn't and matter. still put up good stats. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, Raj. But, this goes but, back to my same conversation about Draymond last week. It doesn't matter. I don't nah, care nah, what situation nah, nah, you're nah, in. Nah, you're we, we either got, good or you're not. No, no, we gotta talk about this. Cause you know what? We should go one more round of hot takes because this segment's just uh, it's too ridiculous <laughs> here, um, but I don't think LeBron. And as a like as a residential LeBron expert hater, I can tell you that he's not a bad team or good stats bad team kind of guy. Because if he played on a good team, he would still put up good stats. Um, so, but I, I you would think that a superstar of LeBron's caliber could make his teammates better, no? No, because like, they take the whole thing around the They take open shots and are shooting twenty percent. Like, what else can LeBron do? Shoot the shot maybe, for them? Maybe he cannot take logo threes. Okay, you know, maybe he can play defense once in a while and like was, play consistently. He was playing good LeBron defense has against like, the Clippers. Lo, yeah, fine. So he plays defense on a nationally televised game for about a half. <laughs> hey. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man! Like. If you're going to be a leader and show that you, you know, you're you still one of the best players in the world, which he is, show some defense. It's pretty easy. But LeBron, like, he, because of his reputation, he just gets to coast. 
Yeah. yeah, he has a rep and he's earned it. But I think there's a lot of players now Then, if you can say like, like you could argue, obviously Russ is a classic example, but you can even argue like PG thir- like PG 13 in Indiana when they are having a few off years, he was a like good stats, bad kind of bad team kind of player. Like it's basketball is a team sport. And obviously LeBron can't carry his team every night, um, night in and night out. So um i i disagree i think that that is probably one of the worst takes of today worse than josh's miami take i think <laughs> i also uh enjoy how people are getting on ad for not having an assist the first two games it's like if you watch the game he was actually getting the ball out to the perimeter <laughs> and they're shooting 21 percent from three so i think it's pretty obvious why he didn't get an assist the entire first two games yeah not i mean ad is like a He's a well, not a chucker, but you know he's a shoot first kind of guy. But yeah, not even no one's gonna get assists on that team. Not even Russell Westbrook is getting assists. That's how you know it's Damn. bad. Yeah, and they yeah. they have him in like the worst <laughs> role possible, man. Like, ugh, it's it's hard to yeah. watch. It is, but hey, he's gonna be gone before Christmas. I think that's not even a hot take. Um, oh, Christmas, but, you say? Yeah, but speaking of hot takes, I'm gonna make one right here. I know I dropped this in our, our little WhatsApp group here. Um, so I think Paolo Banchero is going to be a better player than PG-13 when all is said and done. In terms of winning. With Orlando? Uh, <laughs> no, as, like, <laughs> no, I said as a player. I didn't say Orlando is going to be in a better position. I think in terms of um his game his style like he seems durable um like the way he plays he's he's a really physical player um i again only watching his highlights didn't see much of him in college but the way he plays um his game translates well to the nba uh and i think ultimately pg13 considering kind of a smooth player a scorer someone who can kind of sh- score at all levels i think benchero and and in a couple of years, will be at that mark. And I think because of hopefully he stays healthy, I think he'll have a bigger impact. And I don't know that's not maybe the biggest take, but I think he has a, a bright future in the NBA. I like how you say he's durable just because he's a tank. Well, yeah. Zion's a tank, but he's like a too big for your its own good type of tank. Yeah, they put too much artillery into Zion's tank. <laughs> too much artillery. That's good. Uh, I mean, that is a hot take. I don't know, man. That's PG's had a pretty like impressive ass career. He didn't go to the Eastern Conference Finals in like his second or third year. I'm but what else did he the Indiana team? Yeah, but what else did he do? You know, he was stuck with Russell Westbrook for like two or three oh. years there. Okay, come on. Okay, okay. No offense. I rather I rather be stuck with Russell Westbrook than be in Orlando. Ugh, I don't know. Really? I don't know about that? In OKC. Okay, he was also with Kawhi in with the Clippers the year after they won the championship, and what happened there? Yeah, first year. Wait, no, that was the that was the bubble year. Yeah, no, the bubble doesn't count. Oh my god, the bubble! Everything <laughs> in the bubble is like everything in the bubble is basically scrapped. Okay, okay, you know this. We don't really count the Lakers championship as a real thing. I try not. I try not to count Denver's two three one comebacks as a real thing. That's how you know the bubble wasn't all right, that legit. All right, all right. If you're not taking that, then I'll uh, like 
the I'll bubble draw. was such a crazy circumstance for these players. Like, Raj, imagine being quarantined around a, you know, about a, a bunch of random people for like two <laughs> months. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like random people, like the people you're okay. playing against. Yeah, fine. But... Other millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> just your brethren no big deal hey, but you it's know like what? he's got a great career thing. him and Rui multiple all-star appearances oh god maybe in <laughs> Japan yeah there's Raj's quota right there <laughs> gotta mention Rui at least one time a podcast oh man that's rough dedication man <laughs> alright Josh give me uh, what do you got here what kind of hot take do you have for us to end off on you know, so far I like what I've seen from the Dallas Mavericks. I gotta say, I think that uh, why? Well, they should have won the first game that they the played hell? against Phoenix, where they're up like a thousand and somehow lost that game. So <laughs> Phoenix got their revenge for getting destroyed in the playoffs, right? But uh, yeah, yeah. But they destroyed Memphis, which is something they always seem to do. And overall, like Christian Wood has looked like what they thought they were going to get from Porzingis in that he absolutely destroys switches. Whereas when Porzingis catches the ball against small guys, he just holds the ball, takes his one dribble, takes his 15-foot fadeaway. Whereas Christian Wood, when he catches the ball 15 feet in, he takes one dribble and powers up. And he's getting to the free throw line at will. And I like the pairing between him and Luka. I don't think they've quite gotten to the point where they're comfortable playing him um, at center when it matters. Obviously, we're only two games in. But I think they'll eventually get there because he's playing for a contract and he wants to show that he is a 20-plus million dollar a year player and so far he has shown that. I think he'll get 20 million plus and I, I haven't, to be honest, watched many Mavs games. I just saw they were blowing out the Suns and, and seeing them lose was a bit of a surprise. But uh, I think, again, the concern with the Mavs is uh overall relying a lot on Luca as the primary playmaker obviously last year they had Brunson who took a big step up and now he's obviously on the Knicks so um behind Luca who's running the offense who's kind of initiating thing I guess Spencer Dinwiddie is the natural replacement um but uh I think just having a bit more ball handling will be the key but you know what the Mavs will make the playoffs because Luca is just Luca magic baby Wow, that's the first time I've heard you say something moderately nice about the Dallas Mavericks. You know what? I, I'm actually trying to let the Rockets get that first overall <laughs> pick, and they're well on their way right now. <laughs> Yo, um, okay, firstly, the Dallas Mavericks blew out the Memphis Grizzlies because they were in their third game in four nights. So, you know, fatigue at the beginning of the season, especially since the Grizzlies aren't as deep as you would think right now. I just want to put it out there. So, like, that was a schedule loss for the Grizzlies, no matter what. <sighs> they crushed them. The Mavericks did what they're supposed to do, which, you know, great for them. Props. I like it. But let's just make note of that. That was a schedule loss for the Grizzlies, no matter what. There, there, is a, Secondly, there is a history there, though. Like, Dallas always kills Memphis in the regular season anyway. I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs, obviously, so that's the only history they have. But in the last couple of years, Dallas has their number. Well, I mean, if it's going to be Luka against, uh, what, Ja? Desmond, uh, Desmond Bain's pretty strong of a defender, but if you're going to be putting Luka up against smaller point guards, then yeah, he's going to dominate. Uh, I don't really see an issue with Luka being like the, the primary and facilitating everything, though, Raj. 
I mean, look at all the It's teams. not a problem. It's just, you just need depth, right? Like, you need to have someone just to take a few minutes off. Like, if they throw the double or if Luca's just in foul trouble. Like, yeah. it's just they're so reliant on their key player that it works. It, it, it gets you wins. But, like, it, I think down the road when teams are kind of facing you multiple times a year, um, they figure out strategies of getting the ball out of Luca's hands and who else is going to play make. Tim Hardaway. <laughs> I mean, he's he's like the one guy who came back from injury last year, right? That we didn't really see much of. I think he was injured for most of the year from like the very get-go. So, I mean, between him coming back, the addition of Christian Wood, who has been absolutely incredible for this team, like, like Josh, you're right. He's Porzingis, what they wanted out of Porzingis, but not as good on defense, I would assume. Yeah. He's but, not really good on defense, but that might change. You never know. I mean, he is trying hard now. And the first game, I think he had like 17 points in a row in the third quarter. And then. Yeah, it was absurd. Yeah. It and was then so funny. Jason Kidd didn't play him down the stretch and they couldn't score. It was really weird to watch. But, you know, trust factor. So it takes time. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be concerned about this team going into the playoffs. And they have world champion JaVale McGee. So what's to worry about? Of course. Starter JaVale McGee. <laughs> Starter JaVale McGee. Hey, he's he's carved out a good career for himself, considering the early starting. He was basically a, a starter on Shaq and the Fool. <laughs> so Yeah, shout out to JaVale, man. Right. All right, Josh, uh, give me some stats corner, if you please. Yeah, no problem. So I got a couple things for you guys today. First one is a topic that Peter brought up before. In uh, Tuesday's game against the uh, Boston Celtics, James Harden... Actually, I'll I'll just put this up as trivia. The rest of the team had 411 dribbles against the Boston Celtics. How many dribbles did Harden take that game? Out of the 411 or the... No, 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 no. The team itself outside of Harden had 411 in total. The rest of the team. The rest of the team, the uh, 10 guys who played whatever, had 411 dribbles. How many did Harden have? 450. Peter already knows this. Way up. Yeah, way higher than that, Raj. <laughs> okay. Let's go 900. Oh, my God. Oh, not that <laughs> You went all out there. <laughs> oh, man. My bad. It was uh, 500. 620. 525. Wow. He had 100 more dribbles than the entire team. How oh wild is that? He's trying to show everyone he's in shape. Bruh. He's trying to lose calories calories by dribbling. Come on, man! Remember that? Remember that game that Clay had when he he dribbled like nine times, like forty-seven points or something. Yeah, look at that juxtaposition, man! My goodness, James Harden. (laughs) I mean, he he looks like he's in shape this year, so maybe the dribbling in one spot is actually working. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. I mean, if that's the case, I would. Well done, well start done. sitting there watching TV and dribbling now. It might be a good solution for you. Don't develop that dad bod. Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> you got anything else or is that it? I got a few things. So Russell Westbrook right. has shot 4 for 26, which is 15.4% in his last two games. That is tied for the worst field goal percentage over any two-game span by a Lakers player over the last 50 years. Minimum 25 field goals attempted. Who was the last player to shoot just as bad as that, as a Laker? 
in a two. Is this somebody span. recent? Yes. Is it also Jordan Farmer? Is it also Russell Westbrook? <laughs> it is also West Russell Westbrook. <laughs> he tied himself from earlier this year in January. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, oh, Bob Peter, man. you're you're killing the stats. You're in midseason form, Farmer. Man, I... <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> what a great call, Jordan Farmer. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Unsolicited shots at Jordan Farmer. And then I have two more quickly. Um, right. So far in three games, can you guess the most points per possession as the pick and roll ball handler? One of these guys we just mentioned, and then I can give you some hints along the Luka. way. Uh, yes, Luca is number one at 1.56 points per possession, which is absurd. Ooh. Next is another player from a 3 0 team. Mike Conley? No. Oh. <laughs> Wrong conference. Jason Tatum? You're close. Jalen Brack. 1.54. Nice. Uh, next is from a team that we mentioned um, is going to suck and not make the playoffs. As a hot take during our podcast. <laughs> James Harden. No. Oh. The other team. That's shocking. Oh, wow. What was other, well, who else did you mention earlier? Oh, Miami. Oh, Miami. Miami. Tyler Hero? Correct. 1.47 wow. points per possession as the pick and roll ball handler. Uh, next is a player who just came back from taking a year off. <laughs> John Wall. Correct. 1.46. But let's be real. He took like three years off. Hey, hey, hey. He's well rested. He was sent home by the Houston Rockets last year. He did not take it off. Okay. <laughs> they told him not to come back. It's like when the teacher purposes. kicks you out. It's yeah. like, I didn't I didn't get suspended. I got like, or yeah. I didn't not go to school. I got suspended. Like, yeah. what? Like, they kicked me out, man. It's not my fault. Yeah, exactly. And the last guy is a wing from a 2 and one tanking lottery team in the Western Conference. Two and one, eh? Who's a two wing. And one? They just beat the Philadelphia Desmond 76ers. Bain? No, tanking team. Oh, oh, sorry. Tanking, tanking. Devin Vassell? Incorrect, but you're close. Keldon? Keldon Johnson? That is correct. Noise. And then quickly, the least points per possession as the pick and roll ball handler. One is on a team that made the finals recently, as in two years ago. Chris Paul. Drew Holiday. Chris Paul. 0.32 points per possession. Wow. Ooh. Wow. The point god has fallen. Yeah. My goodness. It's tough. It's a tough watch right now, even as a Chris Paul fan right now. All he does is like try to pass up the <laughs> When he tries to shoot, he looks so slow. It's tough. Oh. There are a lot of turnovers for him this year, too, man. It's he's really showing his age. Indeed. That's all I can say. Our boy Kevin is probably real happy though. Yeah, yeah, he's celebrating, even though Chris Paul is still a better player than Russell Westbrook, but we're not going to go into that now. Uh, <laughs> so one of the teams that we mentioned that is going to tank out of the playoffs again, same one as before. Oh, uh, San Antonio? No, sorry, from the Eastern Conference. It was part of our oh, hot take segment that we're not going to make the playoffs. Miami again? Uh, Correct. It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be... Uh... Worst, it would probably have to be Kyle Lowry. That's correct. 0. 0.46. Wow. 
Not great, Bob. Yeah, he looks very washed. Um, next is a player that Raj took in the fantasy draft, in the ESPN fantasy draft, who I was very high on. <laughs> also on an 0-3 tanking team that we haven't really mentioned so far. Jalen Green. Yeah, 0.55 points per possession. <laughs> That's Still want him? Still yeah, want him? actually. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. Take this off pod, Take my man. last place field goal for a second. You can only go up at this point. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. Have you seen the Lakers? You can definitely go down. That is true. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> and then uh, two that were pretty surprising. So one is from an Eastern Conference team that is expected to make the playoffs who made a big trade in the offseason. They now have two point guards. DeJounte? Not him. What? Ice Trey? Yeah, Trey. 0.57 points per possession, which is odd. Very odd. Strange. And then lastly, okay. from the surprise 3-0 Utah Jazz. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, 0. 0.58. <laughs> Even though it seems like he's gone off to a good start, but I guess he just isos all game. Hey, man, yeah, he's, Clark- he's not here to pass, okay? <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, like I... I watched the end of that game against the Pelicans last night, and he probably scored 11 points between the end of the fourth and the uh, the overtime. And then I was like, man, he probably had like a good 25-point game. He scored like 15 points the game. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally saw every one of his baskets in ISO with like four minutes left. But he scores the most important points, Raj. That's all that matters. Yeah. He's a winning sure, player. Sure. Winning this- player, sure. Yo, get this guy to like one of the contenders, man. Get him to uh, the Cavaliers. Ooh, bring him back. I, How nice would he be? I think by the end of the year, he's going to be a Milwaukee Buck. I think that's just set in stone now because they need a guard off the bench, and he's going to be the guy. Yeah, and Milwaukee also has like Karis LeVert. I don't know Milwaukee. Cleveland also has Karis LeVert. They're not going to get another kind of version of an ISO score. Man, um, I would love to see Jordan Clarkson do one of these. You know that thing where Kobe used to tell everybody to get out of the way? <laughs> I one for Kobe. I just want to see Jordan Clarkson do it once. Just he an may honor. pull it up. Yeah, man. I hope he sees this. Yeah, he's he's a loud scorer. <laughs> like when he when you look at the box score in the, the game, like Raj Matthew, you think that he has like thirty points and he has fifteen. And then the guy on the complete end of the spectrum, or the other opposite end of the spectrum, is uh, Tobias Harris. You watch him throughout the game. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, he had fifteen points. How did he score? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Was he even playing? Yeah. yeah. Look at the hell. Yeah, yeah. that's. I it's totally I just got to say one thing because we're talking about winning. I don't know how this is happening, but the hoops corner is top three in our own fantasy league here. Uh, and uh, I don't know. After so many years, I decided to actually. I'm going to shit the bet in the second, probably after the second week. But hey, I'll take it after week one. Uh, I'm pretty sure that all this means is uh, your brother is a better drafter than you are. No, fuck that man. He took Julian <laughs> Green. He's tanking last place in field goal percentage. I wonder I why. Mean, I hope that he didn't take any of the OKC boys because they're already tanking. It's pretty sad. Of yeah, course but, they are. Uh, I mean, on, like, man. let the guys play a little bit, you know? Let the boys play. Yeah. No, they're not going to play. Sorry, man. We're not going to see Shane much this year. And on that sad, sad note, I want to thank everyone for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Josh, leave me those positive comments and five-star reviews, always, please. Always, Raj, Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hoops Corner Pod. And until next time, peace.